0: three weeks on from Cyclone Gabrielle and flood victims are still waiting to hear more details of the government recovery plan. Major state highways are out for the foreseeable for Wairoa, Hawke's Bay and Coromandel, with some communities cut off from school and work and lifeline services, including doctors. Hundreds of houses, farmland and orchards are still thigh deep in silt and displaced flood victims need long-term homes. The government's kicked $250 million into a Road Rehab Fund, and about $75 million into a support package for businesses, growers and farmers. Now, the Cyclone Recovery Minister, Grant Robertson, declined to be interviewed on Checkpoint this evening about what happens next, but we are going to be speaking to three leaders from three of the hardest-hit regions. The Mayor of Thames Coromandel, Len Salt, Waitomo Mayor Craig Little will join us shortly. Still some problems with communication in that part of the world. And Napier's Deputy Mayor, Annette Brosnan, is joining us too. Tēnā, koe, tēnā koutou to you all.
1: Kia ora, Lisa. Can
0: I start can I start with you first, Len. Rhodes, what's the prognosis with uh, State Highway twenty five at the moment and where does that leave you as a region?
1: So the uh, connection between Tairua and the Ekawai area through to Whangamata uh, will be open to one lane and light traffic again tonight. They'll close it again in the morning just to, for, for periods to get that connection done. There's a huge effort going in to um, open up uh, a, a section of that to make sure that we keep the wheels turning because uh, if we don't have that southeastern access then it leaves us only with the west coast up, up through Thames uh, which, which is one access to the entire Coromandel and, and obviously that's a real problem for us.
0: Len, do you think road access is the single biggest issue you are facing right now?
1: So, roading access goes to the heart. It, you know, it's it's like the blood supply for our entire district. So, all of the business, the industry, the services, health services, education, everything else depends on being able to get in and out. Um, so, yes, it's a critical factor for us, but not, not just in the short term, Lisa, but in terms of having long-term certainty and uh, future-proofing. I mean, we're in, the, we're in the period of climate change. We, we are going to see increasing severity and frequency of weather events. We've got to be prepared for it.
0: Let's bring in Or Mayor Craig Little, because you've got a meeting coming up, I know, Craig. So accessibility is an issue for you. South to Napier, State Highway 2, State Highway 35 inland. Have you got a timeline? Are things happening fast enough for your community?
2: Oh, look, within the community, they're probably happening OK, but we're hearing two or three months for our road to open towards from Warwick to Napier State Highway 2. That could be two or three months. It's a bit like when you're on an airplane, they give you an hour, but you know it's going to be a day. So um, I think it, it could be up to six months. So, no, it's not moving fast enough for us at all.
0: Who are you talking to about that?
2: Uh, talking to uh, NZTA constantly, our regional manager or director, but the problem with wire is we've got the road to the north via Gisborne is really shaky as well, so that drops out where we're isolated once again as these road, State Highway Thirty Eight out the other way is closed at the moment as well. So we're in a pretty um, sort of compromised position at the moment.
0: How does that compromise your local businesses?
2: Oh look shockingly because one example was a furniture business in town, second-hand furniture business and, and goods and that and they're about half full now and this is the time that are going to need these second-hand goods to be able to get themselves established. They can't get out. They actually tried to go another way up past Gisborne but it's just too expensive to buy stuff at auctions, bring them back and that. So a lot of businesses all over the show are just, you know, they. they I think businesses a lot could walk away and unless we get um, support immediately it, it will happen and it could really kill our town
0: Craig I know you're going to have to get your skates on so can you ask answer me this please reasonably directly, do you need a wage subsidy given what you have just said?
2: Yeah definitely definitely. so we've had businesses that are, can't open but they are so conscious they can't afford to pay their staff so yes we do it, it needs, like we're in absolute dire straits because these businesses can't open at the moment and, and and a lot of their gear is coming from um, down the way, and, and some of them have been flooded. So they, they've got staff that are still paying, but it's just crippling for them because you know, a lot of these businesses just um, sort of hope for the good day ahead of them, really. Have you told
0: that to the Cyclone Recovery Minister?
2: Uh, Cyclone Recovery Minister. Um, we've got a letter to him at the moment about a few things, but I would really like him to come to town. We've, we're pretty short on ministers at the moment. We've only had about four, and... Um, yeah, we, we the Prime Minister has tried to get ahead thr- twice and hopefully third time lucky next week. But we, we really need people on the ground to actually see what's happening. What else and is in and, your
0: letter, Craig, before you go? What else is in your letter oh, look, to them?
2: Because of, the, because of the isolation, we can't really rely on Hawke's Bay at the moment to help us out of our recovery. So we're going to be leading a recovery plan, by wire or for wire, or, but but we're going to have to have a foot in both camps. We're going to have, to have a foot in Hawks Bay as well Raffy, because at the moment we've got the road open towards Gisborne Way, but it could close any time. And look, we—it's taken the prime minister this long from the event. He hasn't all got here. Stuart Nash only got up last Friday. So how you know we're not connected at all, and unless you're on the on the ground and helping us, nothing's going to happen. And. We've got a million dollars over a million dollars we've raised in our uh, mayor of relief fund. None of that is government money. That's all money that we've raised on on our on our good you know good fortune really.
0: Appreciate your time, Craig. I know you have to leave us. Thank you for being with us. Uh, let's go to Napier's deputy mayor Annette Brosnan. Um, can I start with a wage subsidy with you? Do you agree with Craig Little? Will your district need a wage subsidy? Do you think?
3: Yeah, I absolutely think as time goes on, um, the effects on businesses are just compounding. Um, you know, Craig talks about the, the isolation of Wairua, and that is so true for us in Napier as well, but from um, you know from his direction, so everything that would be southbound um, coming into Napier is cut off for a similar amount of time um, that we're hearing as well, that sort of two to three months, but who knows, up to six months, so um, that has a huge effect on our local economy.
0: Yeah, what's the economic cost of losing events? Because you've got a few things coming up. Do you know if they're going ahead? Yeah, that's a really good
3: point. Napier, as we all know, um, is a bit of a tourist town, and a big part of that is domestic tourism, especially over the last three years um, with the effects of COVID. So we've got a number of really big events, and, and one of the considerations for us as a city and as well as our um you know, facilitators of those events, is can our services handle um, large-scale events at the moment as well? You know, we have issues with our core infrastructure, especially our wastewater treatment plant um, being in one of the, the highest hit areas after the cyclone for us. So um, we've got a lot of weighing up to do. Um, at the end of the day, it's going to come down to individual events um, organizers and you know, I think if they can secure accommodation um, be confident in the in the facilities that they can provide as well as obviously discussions with us then then yes they can go ahead but we're also really conscious that the people that live here we're asking them they're still on level four water restrictions in napier um, and so for instance we're really excited to have cruise ships coming back in um, but we're, we're putting some caveats around that, around the use of, you know, topping up with water and, and power and things like that when they're in port. So they can't, they can't
0: use those things?
3: Yeah, that's right. So it's really heartening to have those cruise ships back um, in port, and it is for only a short sort of rest of the season. But no, they're not topping up with, with power and with, with water while they're in, in nature port.
0: Len um what do you think about a wage subsidy you will be losing visitors no doubt because of your precarious roads
1: similar story lisa and i just you know i really identify and feel for what uh, craig and annette are both saying um similar story um, probably slightly different for us uh, if a wage subsidy was on the table uh, our business people would be very thankful but in in reality we've had very good support and we've got a business recovery uh, fund and program in place now which has just kicked off for our local business people and it's really aimed at the primarily the hospitality people and the people that have been impacted by customers not being able to get through um, by uh, supply chain issues so that is kicked off Um, we've had we've got the prime minister here tomorrow and and I guess we've had it a little bit easier in terms of accessibility, but we're so fragile. It changes from day to day that one more weather event and we could be shut down. So we're very aware of that fragility of our roading network at the moment. But um, after you say hello
0: and thanks for coming, Len, what's the next thing out of your mouth to the prime minister?
1: So we've got a number of, uh, of um, key topics. and The top of the list is, is roading, um, but it's not just and you and I have talked about this before, Lisa, is not just about patch up, fix it, move on. If we don't have long-term roading resilience and future-proofing in there, then the business people would look at it and say, you know what, Um, uh, we need certainty. We need to know what the future holds for us. Otherwise, uh, we might just reconsider our options. And and so that's part of the discussion. What do you Um, mean
0: about reconsider your options?
1: So when we've got business people saying, look, um, visitors will always come to the Coromandel because if the roads are down or the weather's bad, they'll come next weekend. But a business can't operate like that. They've got a short season through the summer. They need to know that if they've got bookings and the bookings are coming from Australia or overseas and they get here, they're going to be able to get to the lodge or, you know, the fishing charter or to the resort, they need to know that they can get there and if the roads, uh, if we've got that uncertainty in the roading network, then they're going to get cancellations and their business then becomes unsustainable.
0: Annette, can I come back to you? Everyone seems to be out with a shovel and a wheelbarrow at the moment, doing it on their own with the help of volunteers and other people, but it's a very, well, fragmented approach to cleaning up all the silt. Should this be centralised? Should this be a job that the Cyclone Recovery Task Force should be saying, "Okay, we're coming in now and it's going to take us two weeks and we're starting here and we're finishing here? Look,
3: I think, you know, we certainly need a, a whole lot of coordination, but unfortunately it's not that simple, especially here in Napier. A lot of the um, the silt damage that we have is in the Awatoto area, um, which is our industrial area. So we do have um, a bit of a cordon in place now where there's some testing required of the silt. Um, as you can imagine, there's a range of contaminants in there, and so that brings um, some considerations around uh, mixing of silts with different levels of contaminants, where those are, where it's disposed of. So what we've done in NAPRA is formed a, um, a working group with the, the large industry businesses that are based in Awatoto and they're working through that now, obviously with the assistance of um, some key central government agencies and the likes of Health and WorkSafe and um, and all of those because not only do you have to move it, but you have to put it somewhere. And um, if it's got contamination in it, which we know um, parts of the silt does that that has issues
0: as well before you go if you could have one thing from the cyclone recovery minister from grant robertson what would be the one thing you would ask for top of the list
3: definition of what build better means from me Mm so um they're talking about building back better which i think is a really great aspirational um goal but what needs to be worked through is what does that mean you know, in Napier, we've got it. We, we were left isolated for a number of days um, without any of our lifelines. And so, cell power, um, all roading networks in and out a city of 67,000 people. And so, building better for us is about better resilience for, for next time. And we can't be naive enough to think that they, they won't or we shouldn't plan for a next time. We absolutely should. And this should be the opportunity that we do that. Um, so, building building better is defining that for us.
0: Len, I thought I heard a resounding mm, yes, in the positive yeah. here about that. Would you absolutely. like to comment?
1: Yeah, a clear and, uh, commitment for investment in, in future uh, infrastructure and future-proofing of roading networks. Really I agree go- with Annette, absolutely.
0: Really appreciate your time. Thank you for joining us. That was Len Salt, the Mayor of the Thames Coromandel District. Also Napier's Deputy Mayor, Annette Brosnan there. And earlier we were speaking to the Wairo Mayor, Craig Little. Three areas, three weeks on from the cyclone.